In today's episode, I'll be talking about this crazy Canadian real estate market. I'll give you the top three reasons why you should invest in real estate and why in Canada. I'll also be answering the question, is it a good time to buy real estate or should you wait for a market correction? Let's get right to it. As always, welcome to this real estate investing lifestyle. Broadcasting from somewhere around the world, this is the Real Estate Nomad Podcast with Paulo Francilio, where we talk about creating passive income through real estate investing to live your best life. What's up, everyone? Finally, the world seems to be reopening up slowly, and I hope you're staying safe and enjoying a drink or two at a patio somewhere. If you missed the first episode, please make sure you listen to it after this one. But just so you know, I start each show by talking about the episode's thumbnail photo. And for the second episode, I chose my favorite photo from all my travels. And that is saying a lot as I have thousands of photos accumulated over years of traveling. This was a photo of me hang gliding in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. If you don't know me, I prefer activities more than sightseeing when I visit a new place. So before I went on this trip, I researched for things to do in Rio. And in my search, I found this crazy hang gliding activity on YouTube. The activity started by you driving up on this mountain. I believe it was called Tijuca National Park. You end up at a point 500 meters above sea level where you jump off a cliff. And just to add to that, there was insane fog that day and you could not see where you're jumping into. From that jump off point, you start your descent and you have a bird's eye view of the amazing city of Rio de Janeiro. The activity was about five, six minutes and you land on the beautiful white sand beach of Sao Conjauro. But that's not even what made this activity so memorable. It was the fact that I decided to pull my cell phone mid-flight to take a selfie, and the GoPro attached to the glider captured this thumbnail photo. I think I have the actual photo and video while I was taking the selfie. I'll look for it and I'll post it on Instagram. But if you are not afraid of heights and looking for an adventure, I highly, highly recommend this activity if you go visit Rio. And now, back to the show. Before I answer the question, is it a good time to buy now, or should you wait for a market correction? Let's first discuss why invest in real estate in the first place, and why Canada is a great place to invest. The number one reason to invest in real estate is that you can leverage it, meaning you can borrow against it and hold it as collateral for a large loan, which is by definition what a mortgage is. What other investment can you put in as low as 5% of the total value, but realize gains on 100% of the investment? To explain what I mean by that is, if you had 35000 to invest and we are to compare investing that in the stock market or real estate, that 35000 in a low to moderate risk stock portfolio can make you on average, let's say 6%. So in dollar figure, it will make you $2,100 annually. In comparison, if you invest that in real estate using the same 35000 for the minimum 5% down payment plus the closing cost, you will be able to invest that in a half a million dollar property. And using that same 6% return, which is a conservative return in major cities in Canada in the last decade, that will give you a $30,000 annual return on your initial $35,000 capital. And this is what's great with real estate. It allows you to be invested in a portfolio worth hundreds of thousands with only putting a fraction from your own money. And of course, there are other factors to consider, such as being able to qualify for the mortgage, interest rate costs, which in today's low rate environment is almost negligible but I just wanted to give you an overview of the power of being able to leverage. The second reason to invest in real estate is owning a tangible asset that is a basic human necessity. Shelter is a basic human need. 
If you're purchasing a property as your principal residence, you will need to pay this living expense anyway. So why not be invested in an appreciating asset at the same time? Majority of Canadians have accumulated wealth through the equity they have built in in their principal residence. And if you were buying a property for investment or a rental, the fact that everyone needs a place to live will always make real estate a marketable asset and therefore keep increasing in value. Currently, there is a very short supply of housing in Canada, which makes it even more valuable. I'll discuss this in more detail later on. The third reason to invest in real estate is that it is tax favorable. As they say, there are no certainties in this world except death and taxes. In Canada, we live a high standard of living. We have nice infrastructure, free health care, government pensions, and other first world benefits, but that all comes at a price. We pay high taxes on our incomes, products and services we purchase, property taxes, etc. We even pay taxes on gains on our investments that we purchase with our after-tax dollars. Well, except on capital gains on our principal residence, which can be quite significant savings. For most Canadians, the capital gains on their principal residence is the highest appreciating investment they will own in their life. With that said, Canada allows you to be exempt from taxes on one principal residence at a given time. So why not take advantage of it? To put that into perspective, if you purchase a property at $500,000 and it goes up to $600,000 in a few years and you decided to sell, that $100,000 increase will not be taxed and you keep 100% of it. If that $100,000 was regular income, it will be taxed at your marginal tax rate, which for this example, let's say is around 35%. So you would lose $35,000 of that $100,000. And even if you purchase an investment property and not for a principal residence, it would still be tax advantageous as increases in property values are considered capital gains. And with capital gains, you only pay taxes on 50% of the increased amount. So with our example with the $100,000 increase, if this was an investment property, you would only need to pay taxes on $50,000. So if you were on a $35,000, or sorry, 35% tax bracket, you will end up only paying $17,500 on that $100,000 capital gain. I don't want to dive too deep on taxation. I definitely know enough about Canadian taxes, but I'm not a licensed tax professional. So if you're interested in the topic of real estate tax, DM me and I will bring on a guest that specializes on it. Now that I've given you the reasons to invest in real estate, why Canada? I will also give you my top three reasons why Canada is a great country to invest in when it comes to real estate. These three factors all tie into one thing, stability which is probably one of the most important words you want to hear when you are investing. Before I elaborate on these factors, I want to put out a disclaimer that I am not an economist. These are my own opinions from years of experience as a real estate investor and from working in the finance industry for about 15 years. Number one, the Canadian real estate industry is highly regulated. From the buying and selling process, financing, and title transfers, you will be dealing with a licensed professional who are all governed by regulators. From dealing with realtors, banks, mortgage brokers, insurers, and most importantly, lawyers. All these professionals and institutions do add up to the costs of buying and selling real estate, but they do protect you from a lot of headaches when it comes to acquiring property. This is something I realized when I went through the process of purchasing a property in another country. I was surprised to learn that you can purchase a property without a lawyer and also how much of a hassle it was just to transfer title. You have to be very careful of fraud when purchasing a property in another country as not all countries have developed a clear system for title transfers and land registrations. 
This type of problems may be more prominent in developing countries, but first world countries do have other challenges. For instance, remember the 2007-2008 financial crisis in the U.S., which basically was caused by the lack of regulations in the U.S. subprime lending market that led to the world economy to crash. Which leads me to my second point, the Canadian economy is stable compared to most countries. This 2008 financial crisis is a great example of how stable the Canadian economy and real estate market is. As some parts of the U.S. and other countries saw a 40% decline in real estate values, Canadian real estate decreased a maximum of 10% during this time. And throughout the 21st century, through various global crises and even with a recent COVID-19 pandemic, the Canadian economy has held its own. Lastly, this last point is driven by the first two. Is Canada's solid financial system and our ability to access credit? I know this can be a double-edged sword as having access to credit can be dangerous. But if you borrow responsibly and borrow to invest, this is a definite plus for any investor. I think as Canadians, we take for granted that we can easily access credit. Having family from the Philippines and now in Colombia, I have realized how lucky we are to have the ability to borrow money, as having access to money allows us to invest, whether it be for real estate or to start a small business. Also, to add to that, especially in today's market, majority of Canadians can have access to credit with low interest rates. There you have it. Three reasons to invest in real estate and three reasons to invest in the Canadian market. And now, to answer the main question in this episode, is now a good time to buy or should you wait for a market correction? Short answer is yes, and this applies if you're looking to buy mid to long term as a principal resident or an investment property. I'll give everyone the same advice that I gave my sister who just bought a new house that closed this past June. Remember, the only time the value of real estate matters is the time that you buy and the time that you sell. And unfortunately, you cannot time the market. I just know that I have clients back in 2018 and 2019 that were waiting for a market correction and now they wish they bought back then. So with that said, if you're looking to buy and plan to hold on to the property for at least 4-5 to five years, I would jump into the market now and not worry too much. Historically, in the two main quote-unquote corrections in the Canadian real estate market in the 21st century, back in 2008 and 2017, it took about three years for the market to bounce right back up. I know that past performance does not predict the future, but this is just to give you some perspective. Another reason to buy now is buy while you can because you cannot predict the future. Aside from house prices, you have to consider other buying factors such as mortgage regulations and interest rates. Just this past June 1st, the mortgage qualifying rate increased and lowered your purchasing power about 4-5%. So, if you qualified for a $500,000 mortgage before the increase, you now only qualify for about four hundred seventy-five, Which is not that significant right now, but w- what if it increases again next year? And regarding interest rates, we are at a historically low mortgage rate environment, which means you are paying down your mortgage a lot faster and building up more equity more than ever before. In the past, you needed to wait about 10 years before your monthly payments were paying more of the principal than the interest. Now, with these lower interest rates, 61% of your mortgage payment is going right into your principal right at the beginning. So in this low rate environment, you are building your net worth faster and rates will not always stay this low. As a mortgage agent, I always hear from clients, especially first-time homebuyers, houses are too expensive, I cannot afford a million dollar house. My answer to that is, from the financing perspective, not a lot of people can afford a million dollar house, or even seven hundred or eight hundred thousand, as their first home. And I see a lot of people's finances. 
people that purchase these expensive homes are second, third, or fourth time home buyers. Most people start off by purchasing a cheaper home, and after that property increase in value, they sell it and move that equity to a bigger home. My point is, if you can only afford a 500000 one-bedroom condo right now, at least get into the market so you can start building equity so you can later purchase that bigger home. Now I want to address what is happening in the market right now and what my thoughts are about it. I'm recording this episode in the second week of July and the most recent national sales and home price numbers are from May 2021. The average price of a Canadian home is 688000 which is about a 38% increase from last year. This is mainly driven up by the greater Toronto and Vancouver markets, as the Toronto average home price has broken $1 million this year. Sales activity has decreased, on average, about 9% month-to-month from March to May, and the average home price nationally has decreased about 5% as per the Canadian Real Estate Association stats. Please do not mistake these numbers as the market has cooled off now. To me, this was expected. As early this year, there was pent-up demand of people looking to purchase homes due to the pandemic. Basically, most people that were looking to buy in 2020 held off to purchase in 2021, so there were more buyers in the market than normal. Also, the significant increase in real estate prices from 2020 caused a bit of a panic for people to get into the market. So this quote-unquote slowdown in the activity is just the market going back to normal levels. And regarding this slight decrease in home prices, to me this is just an adjustment to the record highs we were seeing in March of this year, as 38% increase year over year is just not sustainable. Now regarding my thoughts about a legitimate quote-unquote market correction, overall I believe the Canadian economy remains strong. But due to the sharp increase in real estate values in 2020 and 2021, I think there's a possibility of this slight correction. And in my opinion, this would be due to the multiple offer scenarios and the overbidding that was happening. Some people were bidding $100,000 or $200,000 more than the actual value of the home, and some of these properties were not appraising for those values. This is the reason I can see the possibility of a correction, as values were driven by emotion, more so than the actual value of the real estate. Now, do I blame people for overbidding? Well, in any type of market, values are driven by supply and demand. Currently, Canada has a 2.1 months worth of housing inventory, still well below the long-term average of 5 months. So this supply issue has forced Canadians to overbid on properties to get into the market. So to answer that question, no, I don't blame people for overbidding on a property. And my advice to people that face this situation, 1. Make sure you do all your research along with your realtor and find out the recent comparable sales of the property. This is so you have an actual value to work with and not just a value driven up by demand. 2. Have a cap on your offer. I think it is normal in this market to offer above asking, but still be reasonable with your offer. Keep in mind that lenders do not base the value they lend on based on the purchase price, but on the actual market value supported by either an online appraisal or a full appraisal. If your offer is not supported by the appraisal value, you will have to cover the shortfall from your own pocket by adjusting your deposit. Lastly, if you're overbidding for a property in this type of market, just be prepared if you are if there is a slight market correction in the short term, keeping in mind that you are buying with mid to long term goals and statistically real estate have proven to be an asset class to increase in value over the long term. So to summarize today's episode, if you are looking to purchase real estate, stop trying to time the market. There are other factors to consider when purchasing a property such as mortgage qualifying regulations and interest rates. 
So if you qualify now, get invested and get in the market. Especially with all these talks about inflation, real estate is one way to hedge against inflation. As the cost of goods and services increases, so will your real estate investment. Look into mid to long-term real estate investing and don't worry about a short-term market correction. That could happen or not. Canada's economic recovery plan post-pandemic gives a big push towards immigration. Therefore, there will even be greater demand for housing in the future. And there you have it. That completes today's episode. Please make sure you follow me on your favorite podcasting platform. This podcast will be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or you can stream it directly online at realestatenomad.ca. It is free to subscribe or follow. If you have any questions, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at realestatenomad. Thanks for your time listening and please comment and give the podcast a five-star rating if you found some value in today's episode. Again, welcome to this real estate investing lifestyle. On the next episode, are you looking to start your own business and be your own boss, but don't know what business to start? Tune in next week as I discuss why you should consider owning a rental property as your small business. So make sure you follow or subscribe so you don't miss that episode.